Welcome to the Pencils and Lipstick Podcast, a weekly podcast for writers. Grab a cup of coffee, perhaps some paper and pen, and enjoy an interview with an author, a chat with a writing tool creator, perhaps a conversation with an editor or other publishing expert, as well as Kat's thoughts on writing and her own creative journey. You'll laugh, you'll cry, well, hopefully not actually cry, but you will probably learn something, and I hope you'll be inspired to write, because as I always say, you have a story, you should write it down. This is Pencils and Lipstick. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Pencils and Lipstick. I am Kat Caldwell. This is episode 177 of Pencils and Lipstick podcast. Today, we have an interview show for you. I am pleased to bring in Jenny Nash from Author Accelerator. So Author Accelerator is the program that I did to get fiction certified last fall and the same program but different than I'm getting certified in nonfiction um, this spring, hopefully. No, it'll probably be in the summer. So I love this program, even as somebody who has spent a lot of time reading nonfiction books about storytelling, the science of storytelling, why humans like story, what creates the best stories, you know, reading books on plot and character development. You know me, that's all I was doing all last year. Um, I really enjoyed this program. I think it is probably the best one out there. Not only that, but the community is amazing. The support in building your business is amazing. So I wanted to bring Jenny Nash in to talk about why she started the program and um, what the program means to her and what she has seen in the book editing and book coaching world. She's been in this world for forever. She was a uh, professor of writing. She's a writer herself. So I'm just really excited to have um, the opportunity to let you guys listen straight from her on what book coaching is. And we're going to go into talking about why you don't even need to be a writer to become a book coach. And if you think about it, like you don't have to be a certain thing to be the teacher of that or to be the supporter of that, right? There's a lot of people out there on Instagram and social media that are big readers. And so they're starting to see sort of the um, the repeat steps that happen in books. And because they want to make money, because we all want to make money, they're starting to pop up as um, developmental editors or, uh, and I don't think that they really call themselves coaches, but like editors or developmental editors or paid alpha readers. And I took this, um, course to really differentiate myself from that crowd. Um, because I think that you can have a gut instinct on storytelling, but that doesn't mean that you can teach it well. And when you're in front of someone else and you have to explain why you think this scene should go or they need to add another scene, I think that you should have something to back up your reasoning for it more than it just doesn't feel right, right? So this program did that for me. I I had people coming to me asking me to help them with their book and I wanted to be able to really be confident in my suggestions to them and not feel like, well, am I suggesting this because I would prefer the story to go this way? Um, Or am I being um, unbiased and just saying this is how story would be, you know, the story would be better because of how story 
should be told and how story really clings to humans, right? So I want to be able to coach people into writing the best book that they can write that will satisfy the reader because if once the reader is satisfied, they're going to want your next book, right? So I r- highly recommend this program. There's a ton of support um, in Author Accelerator. Anytime people have questions, it's really fun. We get together and do different meetings. So all that to say, Jenny Nash is my guest today. And before we get into the interview, I wanted to let you know that until the end of April, they're having this great spring offer. And this is when I got into the program last year. I actually joined the very last day of the spring offer because I was sort of hemming and hawing and mm, I'm not sure um, if I want to do it. And I, I do not regret <laughs> any penny spent on this program. I think it's amazing. So the spring offer is not only getting into the Author Accelerator book coaching program, whether the fiction or the nonfiction, but you also get $700 in book coaching extras. So you get all three of Jenny Nash's um, nonfiction books, which is read books all day and get paid for it, blueprint for a book, and blueprint for a nonfiction book. So then you get access to the Business of Book Coaching Summit. That's an extra two. And they threw that in last year. And I have to say, it's amazing because it's 18 hours of how to build your business, which you're going to need once you become certified. You need to know how to build that business, how to go find the client. So that's an amazing extra. They're also giving away a $100 gift card to bookshop.org because like, come on, we could all use more books. Like, That's amazing. And then they have the added... Um, bonus course, edit smarter, not harder, because we want you to edit smart, right? And not not feel like you're spending so much time on it. You want to spend the right amount of time on each book. And then in May, there's going to be an exclusive invitation to a business takeoff launch party with Jenny Nash that you can get into if you join the program before the end of April. Just Full disclosure, the link below is my affiliate link. I believe so much in this program that I begged them to create an affiliate program. And they already had one, but I was like, you need to push this more. (laughs) Give, Give me a link, please, and I will push it because I do think that it's amazing. As a writer, I I would be happy to have just done it as a writer, to really understand why, you know, I think certain scenes should be where. Like understanding the story, telling even more, but I'm a geek like that. But if you want to edit books, if you want to help writers, if you want to become a book coach, even just an editor, editing the manuscripts, being able to back up why um, why something works or why something doesn't work. I think that this is one of the most affordable programs and the better ones. I can't say enough about it. I just, I really like it. So full disclosure, the link is my affiliate link, but I will earn a commission at no extra cost to you if you decide to sign up. And if you decide to sign up, let me know. I will see you in probably one of the coaching hangouts. Um, But let me know too. I just want to congratulate you. And if you have any questions, you can sign up for my um, reader's newsletter or my writer's newsletter below. You can hit reply to the email that comes in and just ask me the question. You can find me over at Instagram at pencils and lipstick, all spelled out. You can DM me there your questions, or you can on Instagram find me at catcaldwell.author. DM me your questions there as well. You can also tweet me at pencils lipstick. There's no and on the Twitter because whatever, they were being a pain. Uh, so you can tweet me there as well. Uh, And I would be very happy to answer any questions that you have. 
As far as the podcast goes, before we get into the interview, um, be on the lookout for possible TikTok incoming with the podcast. <laughs> My young VA really wants us to do TikTok. And, you know, since since Gen X is getting on there, I figured this, I'm like in between the millennials and the Gen Xers, you know. So anyway, that's telling you all too much. I might be on TikTok soon. But you can find our reels and our clips on Instagram as well if you want to check out the videos. And if you really want to check out videos, you should go over to YouTube because we now have the videos up over on YouTube. If you want to see me in my beautiful office that I painted all by myself, yes. Um, or my guests, you can go over to YouTube and just search for pencils and lipstick. The links, of course, will be below. If you prefer transcripts, don't forget that we have transcripts as well. Links below over at pencilsandlipstick.com, all spelled out. If you want to support the show, the best support you can do is to give us a review on the app that you listen to this on and to subscribe, whether it's on YouTube or on a podcast app. Please just hit the subscribe button. That that would be amazing. Let all your friends and writerly family and friends know about the podcast. And if you want to support us monetarily, you can at buymeacoffee.com forward slash pencils, lipstick, so many pencils and so many lipsticks. All the links are below. I know that I listen to podcasts while driving, so there's no way that I would be typing all that out while driving because I do not get on my phone ever while driving and neither should you. <laughs> yes, all the things we tell our children, right? Um, so we are going to get into the interview this week, and I'll be ne back next week with some writing tips. So let's go talk to Jenny Nash. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Pencils and Lipstick. Today, I'm very excited to have with me Jenny Nash. She is the one and only who started Author Accelerator, and that is how I found her. I found her by looking for a way to become a book coach or study more about story. So we're going to pull Jenny's story out of her today. Hello, Jenny. How are you doing? Hi, it's really great to be here. I'm well, thank you. So I, I wanted to have you on because I think... Um, I learn a lot from you on all of the the teachings that you do over on uh, Author Accelerator. I think they're really great. I think your program is amazing. I tell my listeners all the time, I'm so pleased that I found it. Um, so I want to know just a little bit more about Jenny. How did you become like a person in the book world? And then we'll get into how you created Author Accelerator. So who are you and where are you <laughs> um, from? Who <laughs> am I? Um, well, it's a long story, which I will try to make very short. <laughs> I always wanted to be in the book world. From the time okay. I was in fourth grade, um, I remember in our fourth grade class, we made a, a book of poems. Like we physically made the book with a cardboard cover. And it was back in the day, mimeographed pages and and you could contribute a poem. And and I think I had half of the book because I just I just thought it was the coolest thing that we were gonna write things and give them to people in a you know package yeah. that they could consume. Like it was just the coolest thing in my mind ever. And from that moment on, it was I wanted to be in that world. And for a very long time I thought I wanted to be a writer, okay. and I was a writer, and I had an incredible career as a writer. 
I I started my first job out of college was actually at Random House and I worked for both a fiction and a nonfiction editor and they worked at magazines. I was, I was all over the the world of writing. And, and when I said I, I had a career, I published seven books with big five publishers in two different genres. And I was a solid mid-list writer. I was not, no big, debut, no big breakthrough book. I was doing doing just fine. And I, in order to support myself as a writer, I started teaching at the UCLA Writers Program, okay. which I, I loved. I loved being in the classroom. I loved teaching. It turned out I was really good at it. And I just had a great time. I taught there for 12 years. But I also became increasingly frustrated. Mm. And the reason is that the way we teach writing typically isn't very helpful no. <laughs> to the writer, <laughs> right? You go into a class and and you have 10 weeks at the most, usually sometimes shorter if you're doing a weekend thing or a four week thing or a little workshop or what have you. And so what happens is you default to being able to teach what is possible. So what is possible is well, we'll learn how to write a scene or we'll, we'll learn how to write dialogue or we'll learn a lot of craft focused things. And there was, or the, uh, the other side is we'll talk about how to get an agent or how to pitch. Right. There was almost nothing in the middle. Like, yeah. how do you actually write a book? How do you actually go from beginning to end? What is the process? And as the instructor, it was frustrating because everyone's pressing their pages into your hands and what they want is for someone to pay attention yeah. and you can't yeah. for, for what they're paying you in the time that you have, you can't with that many people. So I had an incredible opportunity fall into my lap, which was that one of my colleagues who knew me as a very strategic and market focused teacher, I was, I was always talking about, the meta parts of the book process and always thinking about how do we get, how do we write something that people want to read? How do we make something for the commercial marketplace? And um, she asked if I would help her. She was an, an agent and she asked if I would help her write a book from zero. She, she actually had never written a book, even though she was an agent. And so I had the chance to say, well, can I do exactly what I want to do? Okay. And I began, <laughs> right? And she said yes. And I began to develop the tools that became the blueprint framework for starting a book and the processes that I used to coach somebody all the way through and to help them prepare for the marketplace. Right. And that writer and that book turned out to be Lisa Cron's Wired for Story. I and love that book. She got a t- <laughs> <laughs> so she she got a two book deal at um, Ten Speed and wrote Story Genius after that. And um, my suddenly people were lined up at my door wanting the same thing. Oh, so they and heard that you helped ne- her do it. Okay. Yeah, and my next two clients got book deals at Big Five Publishers. So the first three writers I worked with landed book deals. And I suddenly began to think, maybe I'm actually better at this than I am at writing. And certainly 
this feels more impactful and effective than being in the classroom. Because mm. one of the things that we, we saw in the classroom, and we would all laugh about it, the instructors, is that students would cycle through they take all my classes and then they take all this next person's classes and then they take the other person's classes and then they might come back to me and they were eager to learn and they were engaged and they were committed, but they were not getting anywhere. And yeah, yeah. I, so I began helping people actually pull them through the process, guide them through the process, coach them through the whole process. And that's how I became a book coach. I love that. Sorry, that's so cool. I mean, because you're you're thinking of this this question and like I love it because partly I was thinking of that question. <laughs> so I, you we always like it when somebody else is thinking of the same thing. Like, how do you get through this sometimes? Like when we were talking before we were recording, it's like you you write a book and suddenly people come and ask you questions, right? Like, how do you do it? Can you help me do it? I mean, you found the process because I'm always like, well, there are so many pieces and I have no idea. <laughs> like trying to figure out that whole process is huge. I mean, you've put together a really like well-developed, like there are lots of little pieces, but it all goes together and it all really makes sense. So you must have spent a lot of time thinking of like where you would put different pieces because is this exactly what you would do with your seven novels or did you have to sort of like sit down and really think about how you would do it if you were going to actually teach somebody else I did not come up with these processes as a writer as okay. a writer I did what everybody does which is flounder around yes. write 300 pages that didn't work and throw them out um, I had one book I wrote, a novel, where I turned it into my editor and she said, everything is great up until the very last scene. And I think your last scene is wrong. And if you change that last scene, you're going to have to change the whole story, <laughs> which I actually did because okay. she was absolutely right. So I was just floundering around. And what I realized is that that's the way most people get to to writing a book. And there's not one single solitary thing wrong with that process, right? It's what so many creators and writers go through. It's the creative process. It's trying, it's failing, right. it's iterating, it's thinking, it's figuring. It's a good process. But as a teacher of writers, that's what forced me to think, there's got to be a way yeah. to organize this process, to contain it. There are patterns that everybody goes through. Everyone's creative process is totally different. But there are patterns. There are things that you sort of have to hit certain milestones in order to, to produce this book. And it just kind of was very surprising to me that nobody was talking about that in right. that very big picture way. And when you look around at where do you go to learn to write a novel? Well, you go to these types of classes like I'm talking about where mm -hmm. you're you go for a week with a famous writer or you take a 10 week class and learn a craft thing or you go to a conference and you hear whatever can be taught in a 45 minute yes. panel. Um <laughs> Or you're in a writer's group with other writers who are also trying to figure it out. 
or you go get an MFA, which is actually not focused on developing a book for the market at all. Yeah. <laughs> or you go get, a, you know, a certificate in copywriting, which is a totally different thing. So there's, there's nowhere to go to actually learn how to do this thing. And it's an incredibly, you know, <laughs> complex right. undertaking yeah. to write a book that holds together. Yeah. So I, you can tell when I start talking about it, I'm such an evangelist for book coaching because A, I absolutely know without a doubt that it works. Mm. And then B, there's nothing else that does. Yeah, <laughs> that nobody, does what it does. No, it's true. I mean, I've had some people ask me like, why would I pay for a book coach if I can find the information out there? And my answer is like, you can if you gather all the books. Like you definitely start with Lisa Crohn's book. Start there. But even even as somebody who had written a few books when I picked up Lisa Lisa's book, it made sense. And yet when you sit down to to follow her instructions, you still feel like, okay, what? <laughs> like I really think yeah. that the beauty of book coaching is you're talking to somebody else. Like you're actually going through the process yeah. of what is this story? Because it starts from maybe a scene that you've you've thought of or a question that you want to answer. But that's not a book. That's not a whole story. Yeah. It it can become an anecdote, you know, without like any yeah. of the other pieces. And so I think book coaching is like talking it through until you get to the point where you're like, oh, I don't actually have a lot or, oh, that's actually not going to work. Or maybe it will work, you know, but I think it's that, that exchange <laughs> out loud that is, is worth every penny. Absolutely. It's, it's a, it's collaborative. It's you're bringing in somebody else's brain. And that doesn't mean that it's, you're giving away your story or you're giving away your ownership or your authority. It just means you're bringing in, I think of it as a mirror mm -hmm. to hold up to you does this work? Is this holding together? Is this doing what I think I'm doing? Am I, am I bringing forth the thing that I can see in my head? Can another human see what I'm trying to do? Right. And, and that intimate exchange is, is what it's about. And it's inherently inefficient. That's the thing about it. It is, it is not an efficient process. And so when people, when writers think, why would I pay all this money when I could do this by myself, you can do by yourself. There's no doubt that it is possible, but doing it with somebody else is, well, first of all, it's way less lonely <laughs> um, because you have somebody else pulling for you with you, cheering you on, holding you up when things fall apart, mm -hmm. really paying attention to you and your work. And you don't have to, you're giving money in exchange for that. But what writers usually give in exchange for that is their attention on somebody else's work. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a writer's group or a critique group, you have to pay with your time and your attention. And I, I did that for, for many, many years, and I found it very frustrating. I would get very resentful. I was really good at it. So I was often the pe person that would be asked in whatever right. group. Right. Um, I was also that person in a book group. Like I can't be in a book group because, you know, I become by default 
the the person everyone turns to or looks to because that's how my brain right. thinks. And even back back in the day before I did this professionally, and I so I would be spending a lot of time, energy, talent, money, not money, time, energy, talent on other people's work to help them in exchange for them to look at my work in a way that wasn't very actually very helpful right. or satisfying. Yes. It would be, well, yeah. here's a chapter that I read, or maybe maybe they read your whole manuscript in exchange for you reading theirs, but then you've got all these notes and ideas and processes and things for them and they have a few a few comments for you and you're like, ugh. Yes. And I so I like the, I guess you would call it more pure exchange of here's my money. I want you to pay attention to my words and my ideas and my work without distraction because I I need you to. Right. And yes. I'm actually in the middle right now of being coached to my own self on on two books. I have a coach helping me with two nonfiction books. And I just I love it when I get on the calls with her. I don't have to ask her how she's doing or how we're, her work is going right. or split the time. It's like, this is all about me. And I got some questions and, and we right. got to hash some things out and solve some problems. And it's kind of like, it's not therapy. Absolutely. But it's kind of like therapy in that I, I've been in therapy. And what I love about it is again, I don't, I don't have to care about how that person is doing. Right. <laughs> it's not my responsibility. Yes. They're there for me because I'm paying, right? Yes. I mean, I think it's a lot like um like everyone gets a job review, but except for us writers when we wait till the reviews come in, you know. And then like yeah. I mean, I think like avoiding that moment like you got with your editor. Like, okay, yeah. change the ending. I just spent all this time. But if I if I'm working with a book coach who where it's a business exchange, like you said, it's more a little more pure, like I'm paying you to pay attention to me. Tell me if I got yeah. on the page what I wanted. Here's what I wanted. You know, give me feedback as I'm going through it. I mean, I've been there with my first book. I gave it to an editor and thank God she told me cut 40,000 words. And I, you know, I think that's great. But she didn't tell me how <laughs> she was like, right, here you go on your way. And you go. Okay, you know, two and a half years later. Well, and it turns out that a lot of editors these days don't actually edit. Some, some do. There are some for sure that do. Most don't, and agents most most don't edit either. And they say incredibly unhelpful things. Here, here are two recent things I've heard from agents to writers that they literally said these words. I wish it were a little more sparkly. Oh, like, what does that mean? And then, and then the second one, it was so crazy. It was, oh, it was, um, this writing feels a little self centered. Could you do another pass on the manuscript? That was her editing feedback. What does and, that mean? And so then the writer, right to your point is what does that mean? And then what am I supposed to do with it? And that's where a book coach comes in right. is we, we, I mean, in that case, try to decipher what the agent means, but um, maybe move on to another trying, agent. <laughs> yeah, actually. <laughs> uh, but it, a, a book coach is there to both 
analyze and strategize with you what's working and and then help you to actually execute and fix it. And to me, what that does is it creates a safe space mm. for failure. Okay. Um, I just told you that I'm working with my own book coach and in my last deadline with her, she, her feedback was, you're not doing the thing that you said you wanted to do. It's you're absolutely not doing it on the page. Try again. And, and it was like, Oh, and, and so my job as the writer in that situation is to think, do I agree? Okay. Why do I agree? What do I feel in my gut? Is she right? If she's right, what, what does that mean for me? You know, it, so it, my job is to use her, feedback as a measuring mechanism against what I want for my own self. Now I could well say, I don't think you're right coach. And let's have a discussion about that. I want to, I want to argue my point. Okay. And, and a lot of writers will do that. Yes. <laughs> and, and what they're actually doing is they're saying, this is the vision in my head. But what the coach is saying is great, but it's not on, on the, the page. page. Yeah. Right. Right, right. But if a if a writer right. comes back and they're they're arguing for their case for why what's on the page is holding together, the the mere fact of them having to articulate that and and argue it and voice it helps them to refine it and and do what they're doing and make it better. So it's not that the writer has to do with the coach thinks or what the coach says or the coach doesn't say things like um, this, this romance that you're writing really should be a mystery. It's not like that. It's right. more asking questions. Being curious. Did you mean for this to come across this way? Was this the mood you were going for? Is this the impact you wanted to have on your reader? And this is my experience of have you know, being in your story or in your idea. Is that right. what you meant is, you know, did I, did it hit me the right way? It's, it's more that kind of thing. I think writers sometimes think the coach is, it's going to become their story. And yes. that's not, that's not it at all. No. And that that's such a strange thing that we've gotten into in the last probably 30 years. Like we really, we really think we're supposed to do it all by ourselves, even though every other art doesn't do that. Every other artist has a mentor, they take classes, they get feedback. And yet here we are trying to do this all by ourselves. Um, and I think it's really silly. One of the books that you recommend we read, The Artful Edit, that was really insightful yeah. to me to think that, um, now I can't think of his name. What's that, the writer's name? Oh, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Yeah. Oh, means where he was like, his editor was a coach, like the letters that they yeah. write back and forth. And it's just like, that's how it used to be. Like the editor was on yeah. his side and telling him, no, you know, Daisy's not coming across like that. No, that, or yes, or whatever it is. Can you do this? That was just so eye opening to me to think, okay, all of the greats had a coach. <laughs> you know? So yeah. why don't we do that? Yeah. You know, we need coaches. It's, it's okay to need a coach and to have somebody just work it through with you. Well, it's so normalized to have a coach in athletics or you oh, mentioned true. the other arts. Um, 
like ballet dancers go to class every day, every day, or in the um, singing realm, or if you play violin, you're going to have a, a coach, you're going to have a teacher for your entire career. I've heard Yo-Yo Ma talk about this, you know, one of the greatest cellists of all time, still taking classes. Right. And that's because you can't hear your own playing. You can't, I mean, obviously your ear is trained over time to be a, a nuanced, incredible machine to hear, but it's impossible to get outside of your own self and and see what it's like in the world. And that's how it's how it's impacting or hitting the reader. And that's what a coach provides for a writer. I literally can't imagine how anybody would or why anybody would do it without a coach. And just because you can, it now that I just am so immersed in the coaching world, I and I if I run into somebody and they're and they're struggling and they're going in circles or it hasn't worked or they've gotten rejected or they've written and written, written and put their book in a drawer, you know, all those things. I just think it doesn't have to be that way. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. It's difficult. I mean, you, you put together a program, you have a nonfiction side and you have a fiction side, which I think is amazing. So I finished the fiction side, but I, I'm doing the nonfiction because a friend came to me with his manuscript and I didn't know how to help him, but I did know probably like many agents this isn't it. Like this is too much childhood. It's too, like, it's, it's not it. So it's that gut feeling. And so I, I sent him to find, find a coach. Um, but that it's like, if you don't have somebody who is, um, educated in a certain way, they actually can't help you. It doesn't matter how many books they've written. Because they haven't found yeah. that process that you found to actually bring together this like this step by step process. Because I, I mean, at least I didn't. I, I don't know. Maybe. Well, most writers, when you think when you think about it, it's obvious. Most writers are learning their own process. That's mm-hmm. what they're doing. Okay. It's like, how do I write a book? How do I get this done? How do I figure it out? And when we go to listen to those writers talk about their process. I remember once hearing um, Harlan Coben speak. He's a I love very, very big selling thriller writer. Um, and he said, he was talking about his process and, and I can't remember it precisely. It was a long time ago, but I remember very clearly the, the my reaction. He said something like, and then at a certain point, I just sit down and I write 50 pages a day. And And everyone in the audience was like, what <laughs> like that that's like that's superhuman that's crazy sauce what is that and you all w- walk out of there going oh i must i must not be doing this right cuz i don't write 50 pages a day and for me as as the developer of this system that is not the important piece the important piece is where in the process did he do that kind of generative work? What did he do before he could write those 50 pages? What did he do with those 50 pages? Because that's the part of the process when I said every writer has to hit certain milestones. Every writer has to get the words on the page. And however you do that is how you do that. But for the coach, the, the important part is 
how is the writer getting the words on the page? Yes. Over what period of time? Um, how are they? At what point are they sharing them with you? What is the? What are they looking for? Um, I once worked with a. He was a Wall Street Journal reporter. He was writing a book, and he I helped him with the blueprint. We hashed out what it was going to be, and he he wanted to just put his head down and write, and he did not want to turn pages in. He just wanted to get it done. Okay. And so we, but he said, I want you to know that I'm doing it. I want that accountability. So we made a spreadsheet that every day, it was a Google doc, every day he would write down how many words he wrote. And I had a column and I would literally put a check in the column. <laughs> that was my whole job. My whole job was just, I see you doing this. I, I see that you're making progress. I'm holding you accountable. And and that was what I did. And it, it worked for him. So that's what I mean by there's a part of the process that's right. that's unique to a writer. But for the coach, seeing them make progress is what what we need to do, right? Yeah. That has to happen. Yeah. So my my processes and systems came out of thinking not of my own process as a writer, but how do I help these other people to do this thing in a way that is helpful and efficient and makes them a better writer? Yes. And what what I really like about the system for both nonfiction and fiction is how much thinking you push the writer to do. Because I do think the, the one theory out there all the time, I mean, we can NaNoWriMo is great in some ways, but really just ticking the box of the 2,000 words a day, if they're not 2,000 words that contribute to an actual story, they don't do anything. They don't take you anywhere. You're going to end up throwing them away. And I don't know how many writers I've heard say, yeah, I've never finished that story that I was just so intent on putting words down on the page. So it's a lot like that writer was able to do that because you had gone through the blueprint with them. And thought through exactly and through what is this story? What's the middle, especially because everyone gets stuck in the middle. <laughs> how do they get to the climax and yeah. how do they get to the end? Like that's what the genius yeah. of this process, this uh, process that you've put together is. Well, you're talking about the the blueprint, and it's interesting because I there's a blueprint for a book which is fiction, there's a blueprint for a nonfiction book which is nonfiction and I'm currently the book I'm currently writing is the memoir the memoir blueprint and what's what's fascinating for me is I I developed this system or process it's a 14 step process and it happens before you write that's that's its intention is it's you work out the story fundamentals before you write and it's very different from plotting out a, a book a story or hashing out a table of contents. It's a 360 look at what this, how the story is going to function in the world. And as far as I know, it's it's the only system that does that. All right. the other story grid and save the cat and even Lisa's wired for story, all, all great systems, all, I love them all. My writers have used them all. They're all great, but none of them ask, these foundational questions about story. And I, the longer I work with the blueprint and see coaches working with their writers of the blueprint, the more convinced I am of its power. Mm -hmm. And I used to be 
I used to be softer about it. Like this would be a good place to start. This would be a good idea. This is how we could get into it. And the longer I do it, the fiercer I get, get like, if you don't do this, you're just wasting time. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, and words I, and backaches. <laughs> yeah. I, and NaNoWriMo, I love NaNoWriMo's spirit. I love the energy of everybody doing a thing together and challenging themselves. Like there's so much about it that's lovely and, and great. But anybody who does that without doing some sort of blueprint for their book before they do it is is actually just wasting a lot of time, a lot of time Mm -hmm. and a lot of words and a lot of energy not going anywhere. Uh, I know a lot of pros, meaning uh, authors who make their living writing, who use NaNoWriMo to draft, fast draft books, but they spend the three months beforehand getting ready to do that. (laughs) Yeah. And it's interesting because the world, the indie world or the writing world, um, is figuring that out because now you have Preptober, right? So now we're prepping our book. Yeah. But really, again, like it's more than just plotting because I, I came across plotting because I, for my, for one book, I decided it needed to be actually two books. I really wanted to explore two different characters. And so I pulled one character and what I realized is I don't know that much about this character because the other person was the main character, right? And so now I need to find out this character and what is his story and am I really going to do this? <laughs> like, do I really? And I, I looked at plotting because I got very frustrated because he came, he became like very annoying <laughs> as a character. And I, so I looked at plotting and I thought, well, that's great. If you, if you know, like, the points, like if it's Star Wars, everyone always uses Star Wars, you know, and I know that they have to go fight, but I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> so what am I going to plot? And um, I do yeah. like uh, Lisa Crone's book, but still, and even Story Genius, I still got frustrated of like, okay, yeah, but I need to like, even for the story cards, okay, I could make up a story card, but that doesn't help me make a scene that's worth keeping in the book. You know, like, and I just yeah. need it. And so when I found you, I was like, finally, <laughs> like it really, <laughs> it, it, I mean, I took it. I, I mean, we talked about like why people would want a coach, but like, why would you want to become a coach? Like I took the course primarily for myself because I had these questions of like, how does story work? And I kept asking people that I really admire, what is the difference between like, a, a, a scene that I see in my head and an anecdote in a story. Like, what is, what is that? Like, what makes the whole story beginning, middle and end is what I got a lot of times, you know, or whatever the climax and a premise and like, Oh, okay. But your blueprint is actually what the story it is. It is looking at the 360. It is seeing everything yeah. and, and then having yeah. an ending to it. <laughs> Yeah. Having, right. Having it go where it needs to go. Yeah. It's thinking, it's stepping out of the story itself and looking at how is that story going to function? What is its form and function and asking those questions separate from the writing, which is a thing that really got hammered home to me by that book. Um, Rachel Aaron's 2000 to 10,000 is a, a tiny little self-published book that I just love. 
because she is a, a writer who examined her own process. Okay. And what she was looking for was, how can I write more words in a single session? So that's the 2,000 to 10,000. But what she does is she analyzes her productivity based on where she's writing, what she's done beforehand, and, and her conclusion, how she came to be able to go in a single session from writing 2,000 words to 10,000 words is separating out the thinking from the doing. Right. So if you spend the time thinking, why is this scene here? How is it going to function in the whole? What is the whole? Those, all those questions, then you can write much more in any given session. And I just love that concept and it's not it's not only about in about efficiency although it working with a coach and doing that thinking and and strategizing definitely makes you a more efficient writer but i think it's right. also about confidence yes. um knowing knowing that you can do this knowing again i talked about that safe space to fail that collaborative process being less alone there's so many things about working with a a coach that that help you as a writer. But what you're talking about is if I study these systems that a book coach uses, can I help my own self? And I, to be perfectly honest, never thought about that when I created the program for coaches. I never thought, oh, this would be great for, for writers. And so many writers have taken it for that reason and found it to be helpful that now I now I understand that piece mm. of it. And the way that I describe it is it's like it's like taking yoga teacher training, right. you know, a 200 hour course or a 300 hour course to deepen your own practice and to deepen your own understanding of yourself and space and 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 breathing and all the things not necessarily because you want to teach, but because you just want a deeper relationship to your practice. And I've come to see that that's, that's what taking our course can do for a writer who wants a way to understand their work better and have a deeper relationship to it. And I think it's really cool. I mean, especially because it's not a thing I planned, but it, um, I see it now and it makes me really happy. (laughs) That's cool. But it's not just right. I mean, some of us have taken the course and we're certified and we become coaches, you know, whether it's one-on-one or um, groups or anything like that. I mean, for me, it was also like a separation between, like you mentioned before, editors out there on the internet that don't really give any feedback. I mean, we see them all over Instagram and people who read a lot think that suddenly they are editors. And, you know, I really wanted a way to differentiate that if I, because I want to give people classics because I want to be able to answer the questions that I had. Right. So that, that was one reason I wanted to do it, but what are other reasons that people come and want to become a coach that you've sort of experienced? Like, do you have to be a writer to become a book coach? Not at all. I think it's a very different skill. And I don't think that being a writer makes you a good book coach. Right. It can. And certainly, if you are a writer that's doing well in the world and selling your books, that will help you with your marketing, to be sure. But it, it's a different skill. I mean, so the reasons people come, 
I find these reasons so fascinating. Uh, some of the reasons are negative. They're running from something. So by that, I mean, we have a lot of former teachers and former professors who really just want to teach and they don't want all of the politics and the demands and the pay (laughs) from, um, from being a teacher or being in academia. And so a lot of them come to it because they're running from a thing. We do have people who are the kinds of editors that you describe where they're, they're sort of just doing started helping their friends, you know, editing or reading manuscripts. And they realize they're not, their businesses are not making them money. They're, Mm. they're taking a lot of time and energy. They're not doing well running those businesses and they're, they're seeking help to run a better business. Um, We've increasingly started seeing people like, um, career coaches and in some cases life coaches because guess what everybody wants to write a book yeah that's true so when when those folks are helping people try to figure out what they want in their lives or their careers a lot of people are giving the answer I always wanted to write or what I really you know my dream is to write and so those right and so those coaches are coming and saying okay I already coach I already help people make progress and set goals and, and all these things. If I can learn how to help them tell a story and, and do this work, then, then I could serve them in that, in that way, or at least be able to speak to them more formally or in a more organized fashion about that goal. So that's, that's been cool. an interesting trend. <laughs> it is cool. And, and I, it goes to the idea there's some, uh, maybe purists out there who would say, well, that's ridiculous. Not everybody off the street can be a good book coach. And my contention is actually, I, I think they can yeah. <laughs> if if they have the right, the right temperament and characteristics and, and understanding and training. I think they absolutely can. And, and we've seen it, we've seen it become true. So there's, those are some of the reasons we we see people coming coming to the program, um, and this one makes me sad. The last one makes me a little bit sad, but especially lately. So here we are talking in twenty twenty three, and the pandemic is over. But a lot of a lot of people come saying they just want a community to be part of that loves what they love as a writer. And they haven't been able to find that out in the world. And they see what's happening in our community and people talking about, it's a beautiful community. It is, yeah. I mean, you probably speak to it better than I can, but I find it to be uplifting and collaborative and um, mutually beneficial. Mm -hmm. People are not competitive. They're really service-minded people they're book-loving people like it's a great community and I've had people that when I say it's sad what's sad is I've had quite a few people ask can I be in your community without going through the certification class and program like I just want to leap over all that and be in your community and I say no because I think the reason the community is what it is is because everybody has gone through that rigorous program. Right. And so I don't want to dilute that by saying, sure, just anybody who can, 
who wants to pay can be part of this community, it would it would diminish what it is. And so when I say that it's sort of sad, I see a lot of loneliness and lack of community for writers and and people looking for that. Yeah. And and so that's a reason they tend to come. Yeah. But I, I, it is a wonderful community. I'm surprised when I think of it, how many people there are in there and there's never really tension ever. Like I've never seen it. I don't know. Maybe you have on the other end, but like, you know, it's, you see it everywhere else. <laughs> there's always something, but I think part of that is the teaching of the program. So you're right. Like if they don't go through the teaching, because you talk a lot about like being respectful of the kind of writing that a writer wants to write. Like this is not your time as a coach to give your opinion on the genre or the, um, the style of writing or anything like that. It's, it's to coach them through the storytelling process of finishing their book and, and to even, you even encourage us to find that niche that really excites us, right. To not, you know, sort of, sort of, do whatever, you know, even if we don't like that genre or whatever, so that we don't develop a sort of sour attitude, I guess, to it. And I think that is really important and a really clear distinction. Like you as the book coach are not there to give, to make them change the story or the characters or whatever to your liking. That's not what this is about. This is about them and their writing and their book. Yeah. And I also, my philosophy has always been that I'm tool agnostic. So although I teach tools and frameworks and I give people those to use, they can use anything they want and they should use anything they want. If they're trained in another method of writing or story coaching or or story structure and it's right for the writer, that's what you do. Mm. Or if you come from another industry and you have some sort of framework or process that works in another industry or another realm and that's going to help the writer. That's what you do. I'm thinking right now of um, Danny Abernathy, one of our coaches who's a expert in the Enneagram and she uses that in her coaching. And I, I have no idea what the Enneagram is. I mean, I do, but like not at her level, (laughs) it isn't so far from from my area of expertise that, you know, and it's not like, oh, why is she using that and not using our program? It's because it's a great tool and she's, and she's deploying it effectively and helping writers. And that's, that's what we all share is the desire to help, help writers do better work and do their best work. And it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool unifying mission. Yeah, (laughs) it is very cool. Um, I'm very happy with, I'm very pleased. I think Lisa Crone, you know, I'm sure she's listening <laughs> um, for pointing me to you. Um, but so we've talked about two things. You can become a book coach through this amazing program or you can find a book coach. So where do people start um, for both of those things? And where would you recommend that they go? Well, the easiest thing is to go to authoraccelerator.com. On that page, you can choose if you want to hire a book coach or become a book coach. We are, we're actually about to unveil a searchable coach directory. Um, I'm not quite sure when this podcast will come out, but but it's it's about a month from when we're speaking. We're going to unveil this very cool tool, which is the first time that we will we will do that. So the 
the experience will will be changing shortly for a writer coming to look for a coach. They'll be able to search for that. Okay. And for someone who wants to become a book coach, use the link that Kat gives you on on the show notes for this episode because she'll get credit, which she should get credit for. And if you use that link to sign up to become a coach, then she'll she'll get credit. But to learn about it, you can look at go to authoraccelerator.com and say, I want to be a coach. And there's so much content. There's success stories. Um, there's a video series on, uh, I think it's 12 videos on book coaching that I've done. There's a quiz you can take. There's all kinds of resources to to figure out what is this thing and do I want to be it. But when you're ready to sign up, go go use Kat's link because I would love for her to to get some credit for if you heard it here first. Yeah, yeah, and you can you guys can always ask me what it was like. Um, and I think it, it's a go at your own pace. You know, course you can do it. I mean, I would recommend you. You know you even say in the course, you know, set, set it on your calendar, get it done, um, keep going through it. And it's, I mean, the community is so good that even if you feel slightly intimidated, it's, they're just so encouraging. (laughs) So I think I can't, (laughs) I can't tell that enough. Like everyone is just like encouraging and you can do it and it's great. And, you know, we help, find each other practicum clients and, you know, get through the nervousness and practice and all that. So it's, it's really great. So we will have the links in the show notes for sure. Um, we'll have the links um, to both places and to the books that Jenny has mentioned. And um, thank you so much, Jenny, for coming on and talking to us about Author Accelerator and your journey to, to developing it. Well, thank you for having me and thank you for being such an amazing advocate and evangelist for book coaching. I mean, you're doing beautiful work your own self and you're helping people through this podcast and through your classes and your coaching and all of it. And you're just a a shining light in the, in the universe. And thank you for being that. Hey, you're still listening. Since you are, could you do me a favor and head over to the app that you're listening to this episode on and hit the subscribe button and then rate and review the show? It would really help the Pencils and Lipstick podcast get out into the world. And if you're enjoying the podcast, well, then there might be more people out there who would enjoy it as well. If you want to find out more about me, you can head over to catcaldwell.com. I have my story over there, my books, my interactive journals, my one-on-one coaching information, and information on my creative writing community membership group. If you're looking to write a book or you are a writer and you just want to find out more about how to write, how to publish, how to format, how to market, and all the things that go into being an author these days, check out the membership group. There is a 14 free day trial that you can try it out, get into the masterminds, find out all the goodies that we are talking about in the group. I would love to see you there.